2: W.E.E.I. Late Night
1: on Boston Sports Original
2: W.E.E.I.
3: Turn to the rest of the team, though. Do you sense the guys, I mean, this winning streak has brought guys more like, you guys kind of believe you can do this now after some tough times? Yeah, I think we took our lumps early uh, finishing games. But like I said the other day, and and the team has always responded well to being challenged. Um, Even in the games we were losing, the way we were losing early, Uh, I was always optimistic because we did build big leads with people in and out of lineups. Um, The team never, you know, stopped fighting or stopped playing the right way. We still continue to build leads and then we got better as the season went finishing games. And now you add a few pieces that um, obviously winning breeds uh, some of that confidence. And I think guys are gelling together well. And it's kind of like, we know the group we have going forward now. So, um, you know, I think we're on a good streak right now and, We always know we can buckle down and lock in when we need to defensively. And if the nights where the shots aren't falling, you can grind it out. But if they are falling, you see some of the results we had in the past uh, five or so games.
4: Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Boston, New England on 93.7 WEEI. Boston's original. It's late night with KJ. The second hour Uh, still to come. What is uncancellable? Uncancellable. I, I tried it in, in. it's, I. Mm, that's this hour. Plus, uh, we'll take a look around the NBA where it's looking really good for the Celtics right now. It's Coach Adoka talking about, look, the recent victories have really started to seep into this team's DNA. You're seeing the defense first. You're starting to see a little bit of better shot selection. Uh, you're seeing, uh, what, what? Uh, I will give you a great example. So, Jason Tatum was doing just an absolute fantastic job getting to the rim. And while that's not you don't want that to be your whole game, the, old, the it's it's not the 1980s. But when you do that, you're now the defense has to say, "Okay, we we're going to we're going we're gonna to sink ourselves back into the paint to try and defend that." Then when you take the 3, it's a lot more wide open. It's in more of the flow of the game. Better passing I mean, the, the team has won eight in a row. It's just been fascinating. And then here's what's crazy. Tomorrow night, when they play the Sixers in Philly, the same tired Joel Embiid will not have James Harden. So it, it, it turns out that when James Harden was sitting out those last games with the Nets, it looks like there really is an issue with the hamstring, and that was the issue with James Harden last year, the hamstring. Friday night, if you were listening at this time, around this time, I had mentioned the the whole thing with the NBA and this trade between the uh, the Nets and the Sixers. I'll get into that in a little while. Is literally you were trading one problem for another, and so Ben Simmons, there's no timetable because the guy hasn't even been like in an NBA facility, so like he's not even game ready, and so when you look at what the Celtics have lined up, Justin, you might remember how I said the the road trip leading up to the trade deadline was going to tell you everything about the team and say, okay, even if they slipped against Orlando or Detroit, I thought Brad would turn the team into a seller. And because they won both of those games and the Nets were on their slide, now you're looking at a totally different Celtics team.
0: Yeah, that was actually my lead on the Greg Hill Show, too, when I auditioned for that, was that the whole complexion of the team could be different at the trade deadline, if not beyond that, and which what we're starting to see now.
4: Oh man, they should have gave you the show. They should have get. I mean, congratulations to Sean, but they should have gave you that shot, that that spot. Then that is a great lead in. <laughs> I'm playing with you. I'm kidding. But yeah, that, that, that's absolutely right. Because now, when you look on the other side of that, you're like, wow, there's a real chance with this new squad, you can take it to Philly. You've got Detroit at home, then you play at the Nets, which means no Kyrie. And even though they're a reconstructed team, it'd be a little bit tougher. It won't won't be the Washington Generals out there then at the Pistons and at Indy. You're literally talking about what? 9, 10, 11, 12, a 13-game win streak? Good gracious. If they win another five in a row? You're talking about a team that's Possibly as high as four, maybe three in the Eastern Conference. Good heavens. As I mentioned, Jason Tatum getting to the hole has been very key, and I think in what's been adjusting with this team, and this is Jason talking about it after the game uh, Saturday night. What's been the difference, especially in the fourth quarter? Hold on, Lee. I mean, they made a little run at you there, I think, within
2: six. You guys were able to fight back.
3: Just making plays. We um, stepping up, making plays. We got a lot of guys making plays right now, and that's what we need to do um, in the fourth quarter. So uh, we've been finding ways to win defensively, timely baskets, and uh, we've been selling out games. Those are two big home games before. So looking forward to the next two. Um, we see like why not close these two out as well. So uh, let's keep it up.
4: Yeah, that's the thinking you need to have is, okay, while you don't want to look too far ahead of you, but, and as I was screaming earlier in the season, beat the teams that you know you can beat. Compete with the teams that you should compete. When you, can, when you compete, anything happens. I don't know if you were a C student like I was in school. If you were, you're probably a very creative person. But what I learned was, as long as I participated, or competed, I would never fail. Did I always do the homework? No. Though around this time of the year, you know, like that's a really good way to get Valentine's. I'll do your homework for you. Okay. That doesn't mean anything, does it? <laughs> sure, it doesn't mean anything. But compete. And when you're looking at the Eastern Conference, and we'll look at both conferences here in about five minutes here on WEEI late night, the Celtics are built to upset some people in the early rounds of the playoffs. I. It would have been a disaster, and it still could be. I mean, it's not the end of the season, but at least the train is moving in the right direction. This is not the Celtics team that you would want to see in the playing tournament. Playing tournament is not the playoffs, it's playing tournament. It's playing tournament. And the acquisition of Derek White, which I had mentioned just in the last bit Boston lust or Boston love and Brad Stevens. I forgot to ask Justin, was that good for you as it was for me? I thought
0: that was a lot of fun.
4: Me too. Calamari's on me next time. But look, the acquisition of Derek White, who I think needs the nickname of Ray Donovan. You like that nickname? Here's why. Ray Donovan cleans up the mess. Now, someone say, why couldn't you go with, you know, the other son, Daryl? But Darryl, Darryl doesn't clean up messes. He doesn't clean up messes. But Derek White is Ray Donovan. Here's Coach Adoka on Derek.
3: Yeah, it's, it's great for a coach and a team. That's what you kind of uh, rely on night and night out. You know what you're going to get as far as that. And uh, does a lot of little things as well as some of the big things. But, um, you know, a guy that really t- kind of changes the pace out there. He's, he's a really good .5 guy, makes quick decisions, uh, makes the right read most of the times. And, uh, you know, he, he had some open looks that it will knock down, but in general played the right way. And then he's another guy with versatility on the defensive end.
4: Yeah, this is he gets a good, good name. General? All right, that's Grant Williams, right? Time Lord, the two Js and Ray Donovan.
0: And Average Al. And,
4: but that's not good. <laughs> average Al is not good. That That's not necessarily one of those, like...
0: Right, it's, it's <laughs> just
4: true. That's you, all, that's oh, all it is. Oh, it's true, but you don't want it as, like, like, if you want to... Hey, Time Lord! There's a smile. Hey, J number one! Oh, how you doing? J number two! What's up? Right, Donovan? <laughs> That'll work. That'll catch on. Because he cleaned up the mess. I, I, what I love about Derek White so far is that if what we've seen in the past is Tatum may go 0 for 8 or 1 for 9 from 3, or and Jason and uh, Jalen may go like, you know, 1 for 7 for 3. You're like, mm, Jason, give me like 3 of those shots, and Jalen, give me 2 of those shots. And I'll take those five shots and turn it into three for five. And now your misses don't look as bad. It's like hiding bodies in Calabasas, California. You watch Ray Donovan at all? No, no. no. Well, you know, I'm a bit disappointed because I watched the Ray Donovan movie. And I'd always said that the last season, they should have gone back to Boston, not as a movie. So while the movie wasn't the worst thing I saw, the movie was kind of lazy. I, w- I wanted to see a full season in and around Boston. you know like make a make a trip down South Shore, you know like go handle something in a CD Bar in Quincy. you know the, yeah, I, I wanted to see that, you know. go see an ex-girlfriend down on Hull and then try and get off of, you know, try and get off of the island. <laughs> get off the peninsula like with everybody waiting for you at the front of hull. Like, that, that that, would have made a great final season of Ray Donovan, but they put it all in a movie. So I, I'm sorry if I spoil it for anybody who's still wanting to watch the Ray Donovan movie. The last season should have been in Boston, not a movie. But the Celtics team has set itself up to catch teams off guard. I don't know if there was going to be a superstar that was going to come. I I was hoping for Demontis Sabonis, but look, Sacramento gave, Sacramento gave him they gave him a, a Halliburton to go back to Indianapolis, and nobody saw that. Like, I believe Brad was probably on the phone with it with uh, the Pacers about potentially doing a, a a move for Sabonis. You probably could have gotten Derek White in, in, in as a deal still as well because. This, this looks like this small piece to cover up mistakes when they happen, but you have to have you have to have to someone like that who can score and not be affected by the other guys who are taking, you know, Brown and Tatum combined are going to take 45, 50 shots a game. 45, 40, 40 a game, 40 a game probably for sure. And so if you're a guy who doesn't need more than 10, 12 shots a game, and be proficient. That's idealistic right there. Late night with KJ on Boston's original, 93.7 WEEI, 617-779-7937, or the text line 37937. All right, still to come, I'm going to go through some of these Super Bowl halftime post-game tweets that I saw. These are Some of these are hilarious. That's coming in 25 minutes. Plus, we'll do NBA crypto next. Right now, it's time to trend. The exclusive
0: home for Patriots Monday and Friday. Now,
1: here's what's trending on WEEI.
0: Trending now on WEI and WEEI.com. Both the Celtics and Bruins are off tonight. The Celtics will look to extend their win streak to nine games tomorrow as they visit the James harden 76ers at 730. The Bruins will be in New York to take on the Rangers tomorrow night. Jeremy Swayman will get the start net for the Bees. And Matt Grizzly is likely to play after missing Saturday's game with an upper body injury. It's BU versus Northeastern in the men's final, the Beanpot tonight. Well, that one just went final about an hour ago with BU winning it all one to nothing. The New England Revolution have signed two-time U.S. Soccer Player of the Year, Josie Altador through the 2024 season. According to Albert Breer, Odell Beckham Jr. suffered a torn ACL in last night's Super Bowl. Mm. Not good, especially for a guy as a free agent. And finally, Cleveland's Jarrett Allen will take over James Harden's spot in the NBA All-Star Game as Harden is dealing with a hamstring injury. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WEEI Late Night on WEEI. Boston Sports Original. I'm going to need
3: some size for sure. I'm going to need some size and um, (laughs) some defense in interior. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Giannis and LeBron James playing such great basketball this year. I need somebody to offset that, so I I'm agree. Gonna go with uh, Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm.
4: Hey, that's a, hey, hey, when somebody went out, you let them go. Don't let them come back. I'm with
2: you, KD. Yeah. So, uh, James Harden goes to uh, LeBron, James. LeBron James as the final selection uh, of the all-star yeah. draft.
4: <clears throat> 93.7 WEEI, Boston's original. It's late night with KJ. That's Kevin Durant going full Tom petty Miss over the selection of James Harden or Rudy Gobert for the All-Star team. And now, James Harden's not going to be in the All-Star game, replaced by Jared Allen. So literally, another one of KD's old teammates ends on LeBron's team. See, that's what happens when you try and be funny about something. Because now he could have Jared Allen on his team. (laughs) If he had just played it above board, Jared Allen would be on his team. And I know some people are kind of disappointed that it's not Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown missed like half of the season going, at, by the end of the year, he missed half the season. Jared Allen is just really, I mean, that whole Cleveland story, I'll get into it here shortly, has been pretty fascinating. But the All-Star game is this Sunday. And the NBA is kind of smart. They're like, you know, okay, I'm about to tell a dirty secret here. You know, like, all right, Super Bowl parties, chill, have my girl with me, we do Valentine's Day the week at, we do the, the Valentine's Day the day after. Next week, I'm not with my girl, I'm dead. I'm at All-Star weekend. <laughs> Honey, I gave I gave you your Valentine. I get I gave you your roses on Valentine's. You got to hang out with me at the Super Bowl. But next weekend it's me and the fellas at All Star Weekend. Sorry. Damn KJ, can't sit kill it. Mm. Just tell you how it is. It's not in Atlanta this year. It's in Cleveland. Oh.
0: So so less for the wifey to worry about there.
4: What are you said what are you saying about the, the potential suitors in Cleveland you're just saying uh, hard ice hard lake hard face I'm sorry I'm sorry so you have hard lake effect when it does affect one's looks but you know it's interesting that sometimes you hear people say oh they play no defense in the in the all-Star game and it's a big hot dog show and it's like Okay, but you said the same thing about the Pro Bowl. Like, at least with this, it's entertaining. You know, and uh, I, I definitely love what the NBA did by putting in the clause of the first one to fill in the number. Like, so it, it's not about like how many points you can get up to. It's not gonna be like 215 versus 220. Uh, 220. It's like, okay, the first team to 170. And that's when everybody starts to clamp things in. So I, I like the NBA All Star game because You'll see the highlight stuff. You'll see people get in last year, if you remember. Uh, Jalen and Jason faced faced off to each other, and and, and Jalen's uh Jason slapped the floor like uh, he's a Duke. So you know you have those moments, but then the game does get serious, like the last five to seven minutes, and it, it becomes pretty interesting. So, uh, I can't wait. I I, I love All Star Weekend. Maybe the dunk contests. Uh, that, that's. I'd like to see, you know, I'd also like to see an old-timers game. Just like a little 30-minute old-timers game. Like, bring Iverson out. Bring some of these other Gilbert Arenas. You know, let some of the younger generation see some of the guys that they used to play with on video games, you know, like NBA Live 06 and stuff like that. That'd be pretty neat to see. That is, if these guys, you know, still have the ability, you know, to not tear an Achilles going out there. All right, let's take a look around the NBA because we got some pretty interesting things happening. It's time for NBA Crypto.
2: Bang, zoom, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. Bang, zoom, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. One dollar. Gonna be in the moon. they are selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. Oh! <laughs> Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on.
4: When I tell you that the NBA is getting exciting, believe me when I tell you, it's going to be must-watch TV all the way into the playoffs. At the number one spot in the Eastern Conference, winners of five in a row, seven of their last ten, the Miami Heat. These guys are getting it done. As teams are on their heels, they have maintained. They're 19-6 at home, 18-14 and 14 on the road. They've won 23 games each. In the conference, that's the most of anybody for the most part. The Bulls at number two, winners of four in a row. I I got a chance to watch them against San Antonio a little bit tonight. They are a real team. DeMar DeRozan is no joke. However, if there's a team like the Celtics that can come along with another superstar that can just commit to defending him or putting a body on him, I think you can kind of get into DeMar Rosen's DeRozan's head, but they've got a lot of weapons. So I'm buying the Heat and the Bulls at one and two. Oh! <laughs> at number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've won seven of their last 10, 17 and 13 on the road, 18 and nine at home. They've won 20 games in the conference. They're a mystery. Just if you remember. When they were langing in like 6, 7, I was like, you know what? I could see them here. It's a turnaround year. But now they, they have – think about it. With Jared Allen going to the All-Star game, he's like not the only All-Star caliber player on their team. Plus, you just bring in Karis LeVert. You, you still have Kevin Love as the elder statesman. This is a team that while they're sitting at number three, I'm going to sell them being this high.
2: Turn those machines back on! Turn
4: those machines back on! The 76ers sit at the fourth spot. They've won two in a row, seven of their last 10. They haven't been great at home. They've only won 16 out of 28 games at home, but they've been impressive on the road. I guess because of all the bullying and, you know, Philly fans can be tough. But I think things are going to get tougher the longer that James Harden is out. I think that Philly fans and probably the organization believe that, hey, James Hardy, James Harden is ready now, while Ben Simmons will take a while to get up to speed. But if Harden's not there and it's the hamstring that really is an issue, you would hate to think that the 76ers have damaged goods, and that's going to bode very bad for Al Horford's clause in his contract about the Sixers getting to the finals. So I'm selling the Sixers in that four spot.
2: Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines
4: back on! Now, even though the Milwaukee Bucks have lost two in a row, they're in the fifth spot in the East. They've won six of ten. They've been okay on the road at 16 and 13. You would figure that a, a defending champion would kind of take that winning attitude on the road a little better. Not well at home, 19 and 10. At, at, you know, so they won 20 to two-thirds of their games at home. Uh, I'm a bit concerned at what they're going to do at the center position. They're waiting for Serge Baca to get integrated in. I think that shores up the middle. Uh, uh, Bobby Portis has done a wonderful job in the interim filling in for uh, Lopez. But I I just don't know if Chris Middleton is going to really show superstar power. It's okay to be behind Giannis. But there are things that Giannis cannot do that Chris Middleton should be doing. So if Chris Middleton can step it up, I'm buying the Bucks to even be a little higher than five come the time of the playoffs. <laughs> Could you believe it? Would you believe it? Eight games above 500. Winners of eight in a row, nine of their last 10, have won 20 out of 30 games at home. The Boston Celtics are at six. And here's where I think it's going to get better for them. They're thirteen and fifteen on the road with this team now, and with a little more Ray Donovanness, a uh, Ray Donovan esque type of player in Derek White, that some of these mistakes that have happened on the road will no longer happen. So, literally, if you're talking about a team that's thirteen and fifteen on the road now, and can turn that and suddenly be eighteen and fifteen on the road now, you're looking at a Celtics team that does well at home. Has corrected their mistakes on the road, and I see them even higher than this six spot. I can see them as high as five or four. I'm buying the Sixers to. Eat. I'm buying the Celtics to to jump up. <laughs> the Raptors, they were on fire for a second, but they've lost two straight. And this is what I thought would happen: is that they would have a bit of slippage. They've won eight of the last ten. They're sixteen and thirteen at home and can't play in front of anybody truck Are the truckers blocking their arena? No, that's in Ottawa City. But the Raptors are a feel-good story, but I, I, I don't have a feel for them continuing to ascend. And at 7, they're a play-in team, so I'm selling them being ready for the playoffs and being as high as 7.
2: Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on!
4: Code red, code red. The Nets are in 8. They've won tonight. So the losing streak of 12 straight is over and they might have the right pieces in place even before Ben Simmons gets there. If Andre Drummond is played with Seth Curry and uh, Paul Mills, I'm not Paul Millset, but uh, uh, DeMarcus uh, Marcus Aldridge is, is serviceable. Blake Griffith could give you something. This is going to look, they already look better than what they were running out there for the last week and a half. So even without Kyrie Irving, they have something there. The big question is, when do mandates in New York ease up enough that Kyrie can play at home, and when does Ben Simmons become ready? I believe sooner than later, because hey, let's just face it, if Ben Simmons doesn't want to really shoot. Then that's probably sooner he can get back on the court. So if you have a Ben Simmons who can help you on the defensive end and get the and get the game running, you when you want to run. The Nets could be dangerous, so I think they're still a play-in team, but I think they'll play themselves into that seven seed for sure. I'm buying the Nets being better than eight. (laughs) The Hornets at 500 are really kind of hard to figure out. They've won three of their last seven, so they've got some serious slippage going on right now. In the play-in games, they could be pretty interesting And if they're sitting at nine right now, they would be facing the Nets, who are sitting at eight, or they may be facing the Raptors. So if they're in an eight-nine game against the Raptors, I can see them getting past the Raptors, but not necessarily past either the Nets uh, in in that final playing spot for uh, for eight. So I'm I'm going to sell the Hornets at nine.
2: Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on.
4: And the reason being is because of the Hawks. If the Hawks can show something, they lose the first one, but they play themselves in the 10-9, 10-8 game, and it's against the Hornets, then I would take the Hawks. So without saying a bunch about a team that's under 500 but can perform, they have an all-star, they have a front court, and it's the same team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year with virtually the same team. So I'm actually buying the Hawks to be better than 10. Oh! So, the Wizards, the Knicks, the Pacers, Orlando, all those guys, why even discuss them? And it does feel good to not even mention the Knicks in any of this stuff. So, the Western Conference. And let me tell you right now if you have not watched the Suns game this year, treat yourself to Naismith quality level basketball. This team has brought back the mid range, this team can shoot from outside. They've got big men that can pick and roll high and low. This team is fun. The Suns have won five in a row. They're four and a half games above the second team in the Western Conference, 22-5 on the road, 24-5 at home. Nine out of their last 10 they've won. I don't see how anybody gets close to this team, but there could be an exception. I buy the Suns to remain the top seed in the West. Ah! All right, the Warriors are starting to put things together. They had a little bit of uh, hiccup uh, last week, but now they have won eight of their last ten. They're twenty-six and five at home, sixteen and ten on the road. So when they, the show doesn't necessarily translate like it used to, and I think that's because of them trying to figure out uh, the big man situation. Uh, Wiseman has started to get back into practice. He may be redder or lady in the season, but Clay Thompson being back there with Steph is definitely helped. Steph hasn't been as prolific as he was at the beginning of the season, but with Klay Thompson there, uh, I know they're ready for da- uh, Damon Green to come back, who's been out with injuries. So they've maintained pretty well with the working side pieces and, and bench role players that at the number two team, I'm definitely buying them in the Western Conference. <laughs> uh, this team is still one of the most exciting teams in the NBA. The Memphis Grizzlies sit at three. They've won five in a row. And they're seven games away away from the Celtics. That's going to be such a game to watch. The Grizzlies, 20 and 9 on the road, 20 and 9 at home. You literally have to say that uh, well, Chris Paul may be raining on anybody's MVP noise parade. If you told me who were the three candidates for MVP in the league, it would be Embiid, John Morant, Chris Paul for what he's doing for that team with the Suns. John Morant is just something to absolutely watch. I would say Grizzlies, find all the money in the world you can because every team is going to want this guy if you can't pay him. I'm buying the Grizzlies at three. Oh! <laughs> now at four, the Jazz have been slipping, even though they've won five straight. They've only won five of their last ten, so they've turned some things around. They're 5-11 and 11 on the road. Rudy Gobert is just starting to come back from injury, but they are getting some time that's pretty nice out of Hassan Whiteside who sometimes show up. Sometimes will. He has been as that backup role. So I see the Jazz is pretty dangerous in that four spot, especially if they bump up against the Suns in the quarterfinals in the Western Conference. I buy the Jazz at four. (laughs) The Mavericks is still trying to figure them out. Porzingis is gone. In comes Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know how him and Luka Doncic will work out. They both want the ball in their hand. They're 13-13 on the road, pretty good at home. They've won six of their last ten, so like, really they're just kind of uh, uh, just a bit above average, but I can see a little bit of dropage. So I'm going to sell the Mavericks at five because I just don't see where that last burst of energy comes from.
2: Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on!
4: The Nuggets have figured things out, but it's been pretty slow going. You got the Joker. You've always got something. They've won six of their last ten. They're blah at home. They're a little bit better on the road. Let's just see how things shake out as the season goes down the road. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the Nuggets at least to still be in the sixth spot. Oh! <laughs> now I'm gonna lump these next four teams in because this is the play-in tournament, and these play it. This play-in tournament is gonna be fascinating. The Timberwolves at 7, the Clippers at 8, the Lakers at 9, and the Trailblazers at 10. Let me go ahead and eliminate the Trailblazers, even though the pieces they've gotten back in trades are are nice to build them towards their future. They've won three in a row. I still think they'll be at that 10 spot, but I'm going to sell them advancing out of that 10 game.
2: Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on!
4: The Clippers are at 8. And while they've made some small moves to try and get better, I don't know if it's ever really going to get better. They've won five of their last 10. They're 12 and 17 away from home. So I'm going to sell the Clippers in that nine spot, in that eight spot.
2: Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on.
4: How bold was it for LeBron to tweet out that, hey, the Lakers and the Dodgers and the Rams, we should all have a joint parade in L.A., City of Champions? only problem with that, LeBron, is the other two sports are not currently playing, so you can't really celebrate something while the new
0: thing is happening. We've also had two champions sent, and the MLB has a new champion, and
4: so does the NBA. Yeah, but but the NBA's playing right now, and the Lakers have lost three in a row. They've lost seven of their last ten. They're nine and eighteen on the road. You want to talk about highway robbery for some of these franchises? Well, I mean, it's good for the crowds that night, but you literally pay more money when when LeBron and AD and these guys come to town. The ticket price goes up, but boy, they are they are laying it down like the Brooklyn Brawler did in pro wrestling. Like <laughs> we didn't know you were going to come here and just be a jobber. The Lakers will will win the play in tournament. But it's going to be very fascinating when it all plays out. So, the storylines to watch, the Celtics, the Heat, the Nets, the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the play-in tournament in the Western Conference. And that's where NBA Crypto sits right now. So, make sure you protect those wallets because people are going out there crazy. Going off there. Gosh. You see that, Justin, where someone just got busted for like seven billion dollars in crypto, they stole.
0: How do you a, st- it, like? I, I still don't really understand crypto. Isn't it not like tangible?
4: Well, yeah, I'm not going to do that because that's 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 all. That's also like how I picked on Ennis on Friday night. How people came out the woodworks. I will say this: until one country, the day that a country says our legal currency is going to be crypto. By that afternoon, that company, that country will be bankrupt (laughs) because people will cash that. Now I can cash it out. I can hold on to something. But, you know, some people make an argument that, you know, hey, wait till the metaverse and Web3 is out and that's where crypto is really going to live and so forth. You know, but I think with anything, what you put in is what you get out. So, you know, from just knowing a little bit from behind the shield of it, if you will. Um, some things are very hard to get onto early because it's kind of kept territorial. It's like, you know, like the person who eats with their their forearm blocking the front of their plate. And then by time, you know, they lift their arm, half the food is gone.
0: Well, that's a smart tactic depending on who you're eating with.
4: Well, right. The, the idea is eat early, see what's in the plate early. So that way, you know, <laughs> you, know you spend $1,000 and you might have 40 billion shares of something. You know, you're not worried if it, if it, you're like, hey, I can jump out when it gets to one cent. <laughs> you know, I bought it with point 0. sixteen zeros in a six, <laughs> you know, if it gets to a penny. you it, So it, it, it kind of plays in that realm. But again, like I said, wait for you here. Wait to the day one country announces that, hey, our official currency is this type of crypto and that country. Comp- country would be bankrupt by that night because so many people would cash in. It's KJ Late Night here on 93.7 WEEI. Next, we, we're, we've got to discern something we heard on the Greg Hill Show this morning. It, it, I don't know if it was disturbing, entertaining, or entertainingly disturbing. Plus, some of the Super Bowl tweets regarding the halftime show. I'll read some of them as they were written. Next, here on WEEI Late Night.
2: W E E I late night on W-E-E-I, W-E-E-I.
1: Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app and take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. We talked about this and you said Snoop Dogg was going to get canceled. Snoop is uncancelable if you could say if that's even <laughs> a try real word uncancelable or whatever. Under, wait wait one more time. Now you, heard it. you cannot cancel that brother. Not only did my man Crip <laughs> Walk and then throw up the C's, which are gang signs, on national TV in front of millions of people. Don't tell Trini. He was celebrated. Yeah. There is no way that Snoop will ever get canceled. My man Crip walked mm-hmm. on in Super Bowl halftime. Mm-hmm. That goes down as the ultimate, ultimate. I don't think there's anything bigger than that.
4: Late night, WEEI on Boston's original 93.7. Uh, the, the Greg Hill show. Look, there's nowhere else you can hear something like uncantonable. I don't know what that word is. God bless Wiki. God bless you, six to ten weekdays, Greg Hill show. That's the type of stuff uh, that's a that's a spit out coffee moment right there. Uh one, because you're like, Oh my god, I'm an English teacher and Jesus Christ. I'm uncantonable. That is painful to the ears. But yet there's another party that's gonna make you spit spit out your coffee because you're like <laughs> Wiggy went for something more than two syllables?
2: You're supposed to do my drummer. There you go.
4: Greg Greg Hill show 6 to 10 tomorrow morning. Start your day with uncantomable quotes. And that's just that's just different. So I predicted going into the Super Bowl that there was going to be a lot of hubbubaloo over the halftime show. And you would see keywords like rock, rap is crap, stuff like that. These are things I predicted. And the thing that I have to say before I read some of these tweets and comments that I found uh, across social media, like my friends don't know that I've screenshotted their stuff. This is why it's important to have friends of all walks of life. Is that generally, overall, the comments were positive. Now, to say it was the greatest Super Bowl performance ever, yeah, that's just the social media drunk talking. That was not the best ever. It does not get better than it's suddenly starting to rain and Prince is performing, performing Purple Rain. Like you, you, you Those are things you don't script in. So, very good, enjoyable, yes. Best ever, mm, that's a social media statement. I mean, for God's sakes, I... Justin, I had mentioned, and this is what's just mind-boggling about these algorithms. I'd mentioned that the T-Mobile commercial, with, uh, when Dolly Parton takes the phone from out of her shirt, and, uh, <laughs> because that's where she holds her phone, which is funny in itself. And then when Miley Cyrus says, you have to show me how you have to hold the phone like that, <laughs> which is a funny delivery as well. And Dolly Parton says something to the effect of, girl, you have your own mouth. That is funny, subliminal, yet funny. I tweeted that out, and oh my God, like all these Miley Cyrus people show up. It's like, do you guys have a life or a girlfriend, either one? I'm convinced people just type in, like, for
0: example here, Miley Cyrus. They just type it in, and whatever tweets are there and are negative
4: or positive or whatever, they will just rip them. Oh gosh! You want This is why people can't. They, they have dating problems. This is like the Twinder Swindler error. If you've seen that, you have to check that out. Maybe that's maybe that's something they should get Wiggy to watch and have him t- retell that story in a Wiggy way on Greg Hill Show. Having uh, Tinder Swindler on Netflix is absolutely crazy. But if you can get Wiggy to describe it in two minutes and run like a like a clock to describe Tinder Swindler, that would be enjoyable. Greg Hill Show, 6 to 10 weekdays here on 93.7, Boston's original, WEEI. So here's one comment regarding the performance last night. This guy named John says, I think I got COVID just from watching it. Oh, really? Here's another one. Where was Run-DMC? Where was Coolio? I would make a statement about humor. Better humor comes from people who go through pain. So one friend of mine said, a halftime show sucks. Then one person said, bleh, can't understand a word they, quote, sang. Yeah, what kind of dog whistle is that one? <laughs> Led Zeppelin would say that was a black dog whistle. Another girl named Cindy says, I would have loved to have seen Ohio State marching band Instead, my ears hurt. Wait a minute, a marching band is going to make your ears hurt too. John, this guy says, what would have helped that halftime show? Power outage. Carol says, look, worst part of the Super Bowl. That's why I watched the Home and Garden show. We watched Hometown. Then Rhonda says, 50 year old man still can't rap without grabbing their crotch. Sad to see women still twerking on stage. But yeah, Rhonda, you noticed you looked. Any guy would say, Well, you looked. Nancy says, It would have been much better if they had some rocking country. Not a fan of hip hop or rap. Would have loved to hear Kid Rock and We the People. Denise says, in the words of Shania, that don't impress me much. Well, well, not Denise, because they can't show you everything on the halftime show. <laughs> nice, Justin, nice. Silver says, glad I missed it. Donna says, horrible, can't understand any words, just noise. Ooh. Cindy says, it's all gangster. Not a good impression for this country's young people. Look, if a song has to dictate who you are at this point, I, I probably should tell you that there's this thing called TV and the internet you might want to stay away from. Kathy says, ad sponsors lose money when halftime show is so pointed to one audience. Ooh, This one is just absolutely rude. Randy says, Brian Flores gives the show a thumbs up. John says, rap is not music, it's pre-garbage. Most of those people could carry a tune. Their life depended on it. It's nothing but the same street corner jive talk they had back in the 50s. I will not continue to listen to this trash. You get the point. Get over yourselves. Your girl loved the halftime show. In fact, of all the Valentine-themed songs from tonight here on Late Night with KJ, she really loves this one. Happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy the Greg Hill Show tomorrow, 6 a.m. See ya.